0: Welcome to another edition of our On Air series for the 2020 City Business Festival. This week, we are discussing how to not only survive, but to thrive within the period of the pandemic that we're facing globally. My name is Bernard and my guest today is going to help us talk about compliance in abnormal times. Now, a lot of businesses have not paid attention to regulatory compliance in their sectors. This has resulted in many of them failing the eligibility criteria for government stimulus package. So my guest, who is a tax expert, will help you understand what you are required to do and know so that you are kosher as long as it comes to regulation. His name is Dr. Ali Nachia. Great to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I've known you as a tax policy expert, uh, lawyer. You've done economics. You're an economist and stuff. But I think your PhD in tax policy was recent. So, congrats.
1: Thank you very much, that.
0: Uh, so, we are talking about compliance in abnormal times. Now, a lot of people are saying, Charlie, they don't have money to pay salary. So, government shouldn't become a worry then with taxes at all. What is What typically tends to happen in times like this where money is not coming in, sales are not going does compliance come down just talk to me a bit about what tends to happen in periods like
1: this thank you very much in periods like this you know the law governing taxation is a strict one and so unless there has been any variation of Mm -hmm. the law as far as the ghana revenue authority is concerned they implement the provisions of the law Mm -hmm. and that is why in times like this it's up to government and parliament to come out to ease the law by way of amendments, which is what they have done for now. Mm-hmm. For example, by compliance, it means that. Your employee taxes, that is the pay as you Mm earn, what we call PAYE, is to be filed Mm -hmm. monthly. Mm -hmm. So for the month of February, for example, you have to file the -hmm. employee taxes by the 15th of the following month, which is March. Mm -hmm. And these are all the COVID era. So you find out that government or the GRA may represent government by coming out to give us an extension Mm -hmm. of time to file the returns. Mm -hmm. And then we have the quarterly filing of returns at the beginning of every year. You give the GRA an estimate of what you think your tax liability will be for the year. And you are required to be paying quarterly. This would also be affected. Mm -hmm. And then we have the annual returns, which are filed four months after the end of your accounting period. Mm. So if you prepare financial statements from January to December, Mm -hmm. you have up to April to find. And this is in the COVID era. So you find out that the GRA came out to give us an extension through Mm -hmm. consultation with government by another two months, Mm -hmm. which will send you to June. Mm -hmm. And the COVID is still not over. So it means we may have to appeal to the Ghana Revenue Authority and government for that matter to look at an extension if things are still not right. Mm. So, if you are unable to meet the deadline, the best way of compliance is to apply to the Ghana Revenue Authority for an extension of time to file. Mm. The difficulty here is that an extension can be granted, but the law says it does not extend for you the time of payment. Okay, and this is one area government can look at to ease the pressure of businesses Mm -hmm. that the extension of time should include a relief for the late payment. Okay, because in the law there is a different penalty for late filing of your returns Mm -hmm. and a different penalty for late payment of tax. So you can get an extension of the date to file returns, but that does not absolve you. Of the actual payment. Okay. And I think these should be addressed in tandem mm-hmm. if we want to ease the restriction and the difficulties in this pandemic era. So, it means that
0: whether it's tax payment or filing returns, there are different arguments for defaulting. Exactly. The, the argument for non-payment could more be the impact of COVID on your business.
1: On your finances as well.
0: And then the, the late pay filing could be other...
1: Other reasons, because people are working from home, because we can't work from the office Mm full-time, because we don't have... You find out that the GRA wanted to solve the problem by allowing us to file online. Mm -hmm. And the argument would be, well, I don't have internet connectivity in my house. Mm -hmm. Or if I have, I don't have a scanner to scan Mm -hmm. the returns and submit. So there could be a lot of uh, impediments for some people, not everybody. Let me use our
0: business as an example. Because of COVID, new orders have slowed. Mm-hmm. So usually people sign adverts for six months or a year. New orders are not coming. Mm-hmm. Some have even renegotiated and said we are moving away from sponsorship to, mm-hmm. say, spot ads. Mm-hmm. Our credit collection, so it's a credit business. People pay us every month. Some people have said we are going to do it every three months. They've deferred those payments. Um, old businesses that used to the routine, mm-hmm. workings have reduced, okay? And uh, we ourselves, our obligations have placed pressure on our cash flow. Now, w- based on what this impact, what can I tell tax authorities? How, w- can I go and sit in front of Mr. Amishada and say, <laughs> or, what, what, how should I frame this so that I can optimize my tax or, or obligation strategy?
1: Okay, at the beginning of the year, you would have served the GRA your Mm self-assessment. This has been impacted on, and the law allows you to apply to the GRA to revise Mm -hmm. the Mm self-assessment. So that is what you have to do. Even if you have to go and sit with them, there should be a written document. So you apply to the Ghana Revenue Authority, stating the grounds on which you have been constrained, and then revising your self-assessment. Two, because you can't meet deadlines, you need to marshal your arguments in your application and serve on them a request for the relief that you want. Mm-hmm. Can I be allowed to pay on on the 15th instead sort of on the first? Mm-hmm. Can I be granted permission to file on this date other than earlier stated? Mm-hmm. So once you have the arguments to explain your position. It's a human institution. They also review it, know the situation in which everybody is. As we keep saying, we are in not uh, in abnormal times. They would also adjust and see to amend your situation so that you can have an easy way of meeting your requirements. So, potentially, I could ask for the. Is it
0: the? Um, so can I say that I'm not going to pay now pay later or ask them to waive? Because for example, there are some people who said within this period, if the government is giving a stimulus, mm-hmm. why don't they rather defer or waive some statutories? Mm-hmm. So like your payee mm-hmm. or your VAT, mm-hmm. which then gives me a cushion rather than mm-hmm. saying I'm gonna give you a relief package of fifty thousand CDs as a business. How practical is such a suggestion if we if media houses or companies within manufacturing said we, 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 want, we don't want to sack anybody. We don't have cash flow money coming in. Our cash flow has been affected. So defer our statutories for six months. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's possible? What do we need to do to get that done?
1: Okay. I would go for an argument for a deferment rather than a waiver. Okay. If you look at the waiver under the Constitution, you'll find out that 1742, mm-hmm. it's only parliament that can waive, vary or exempt a person from tax. And so in this breath, if you want to go that direction, it's an application that may have to have the attention Mm -hmm. of parliament. But deferment tries to postpone Mm -hmm. the payment time so that you'll be able to arrange your finances and be able to meet. Now, what should go with a deferment for me is the application for the waiver of interest and penalties if you look at the help that the government has come through the Ghana Revenue Authority is that if you settle any outstanding liabilities on or before the end of June the penalties would automatically be waived mm-hmm. but then the interest i what happens to the interest I think that, yes, they couldn't touch it because under the law, the Commissioner-General has no power to waive or vary an interest. His power rests on waiving or varying a penalty, and he has exercised that. So the business community may wish to appeal to government to look at the element of the interest. So, if you are getting a postponement, they do it a lot to help businesses, even in normal times. How much more in abnormal times? So, they are always ready to assist. Mm -hmm. The difficulty for me would be the interest. Because as I said deferment of payment can be done, but it does not absolve you of the liability to have paid on a due date
0: Mm.
1: as established by law. So it's a policy question. It's a policy. It's not an operational discussion. As Mm. I keep saying, Mm. the Ghana Revenue Authority are implementers of the law. So issues of policy and law The Ministry of Finance will deal with the policy, get it across to Parliament to Mm -hmm. get the act out, and then GRA implements. So we may have to exercise restraint in putting all the blame or the problems on the GRA, Mm -hmm. but also invite the Ministry of Finance Mm -hmm. to assist Mm -hmm. the GRA by moving forward to Parliament to get the necessary reliefs, like they've done Mm -hmm. for donations that are towards the COVID fund. Mm They have come out. Parliament has approved the exemptions to be given to the tax payment by frontline health workers. Mm-hmm. They have passed that. The VAT that should be exempted on goods and items that have been purchased for support to the COVID mm-hmm. uh, relief fund. All this parliament has done that. Mm-hmm. So in similar fashion, we may look at which laws mm-hmm. would need to be amended if even we can give the amendment a lifespan up to the end of the year. Mm. Because we are saying that the pandemic, everybody says, will be with us for the next two or three years. So if it will be with us for the next two or three years, can we have laws amended that impact on businesses at least Mm. to the end of this year for us to examine what impact it will have? Okay, And then coming the following year, I'm sure by the time budget will be prepared in November, government would have seen which areas should have a permanent amendment and which one should have a temporal amendment. And then we'll see the way forward. Let's talk about tax
0: planning. So again, because of the times we are in MDs and CEOs are really telling their finance managers to come up with different calculations for them to know what to do. So if somebody listening, whose job it is to do tax planning for the company, wh- wh- where should they what should they be thinking about? as they try and strategize for the next quarter, Mm. now that we are in the middle of a a, a pandemic?
1: I have always stated that the first line of tax planning is tax compliance, because there are unanticipated costs involved in not meeting your tax obligations. Two of them are penalties and interest. And these are unwarranted costs, mm-hmm. which are not to be regarded as expenses mm-hmm. f- for them to be deductible from your income in the future. So what do you do is to look into the law and be sure you are meeting deadlines. Mm-hmm. Two, because of the times we are in, you can't obviously meet certain deadlines. So mm-hmm. the f- next line of action is to apply the Commissioner General or the GRA Mm -hmm. for an extension of time or a variation of the time frame for meeting those uh, commitments Mm -hmm. the other issue is that in these COVID times a lot of expenses are coming on board Mm -hmm. that were not budgeted Mm -hmm. they are good to be well Mm receipted because you can get certain deductions Mm -hmm. for example if you go to section 100 subsection 2 paragraph e Mm -hmm. of the income tax act 2015 at 896 Any donation or contribution to government for a worthwhile cause approved by the Commissioner-General is allowable deduction. Mm -hmm. In this period, a lot of people are making donations, contributions. Are they getting the documentation? Mm -hmm. Can you document what you are giving and its value Mm -hmm. and also get a receipt or acknowledgement from the recipient? Mm -hmm. And then you can approach the Commissioner-General or the GRA with this evidence and say, This is for a worthwhile cause, I want your approval, mm-hmm. or I'm submitting it for your consideration. Mm-hmm. These can go to reduce your. Profit for tax purposes because, for example, I keep saying if you buy PPEs and other items and donate to a hospital, Mm -hmm. if you had paid your taxes, government was going to use that tax revenue to meet that obligation. So giving it direct is deemed that that's your tax and that is why the law allows such deductions but because of transparency and accountability there is that need of an approval by the commissioner general and uh, in the planning process one area we need to look also is the filing of vat returns vat returns are also filed monthly so the vat collected in february Mm -hmm. have to be filed by the end of march and all these are in the COVID era. Mm. But we seem to be concentrating on the direct taxes. What are we saying about the indirect tax? Which is also a strict liability. because so it's important to distinguish between your non-income and, and your, your income. income. Because the VAT is not your income. Mm. You have added the VAT to your income. Is it, is it
0: fair to say that larger companies typically tend to think about corporate tax before the non-income taxes for and for smaller companies they may more be interested in the indirect because they are into more buying of things yeah, generally. We,
1: we can look at it generally but indeed i see the challenges of businesses to be the indirect taxes more than the direct taxes okay. because direct tax corporate tax for example if you don't earn the income you don't make the profit there is no tax but whether you are making the profit or not, once you are operating, you are incurring indirect taxes on all your so purchases. VAC, your N H L, get fund, CST, Import Duty, Property Tax, property tax Stamp Duty, Stamp Tax, charges. all these mm. are there. Mm. And so for me, to ease the cost of doing business, attention should be more on the indirect taxes. Because once the indirect taxes are lowered, All things being equal, we expect costs to slow down and that should translate into increased profit and then the direct tax will be there waiting for them.
0: Can you influence your indirect tax just by your buyer behavior instead of even thinking about uh, asking for negotiation or whatever?
1: Then you can postpone it.
0: Yeah, so you can decide that because you don't want to pay too much tax, you don't have too much money, you will defer certain expenses.
1: Tax planning is entirely based on management decision. Mm. If you are a manufacturer, for example, Mm -hmm. and you go and buy raw materials into your stock and there is VAT component, Mm -hmm. that is an input tax you are building up, Mm -hmm. which is not part of your income. Mm -hmm. And until you have produced and sold, Mm -hmm. you don't have an output tax from which to claim back your input tax. So your decision to buy and stock is increasing your lockup of funds. But if you're a manufacturer and you have a kind of just-in-time production technique, such that as you purchase the materials, they are going into production and they'll come out as output and you can get your output tax and net off against your input, you reduce your locking up of funds in indirect taxes that traditionally are not your liability. Mm -hmm. So, yes, management decision can determine whether taxes should be postponed Mm -hmm. or should be incurred. Or you end up pre-financing government business because you've had to pay the tax because you acquired the materials, yet you are not using them for the period. So that is what tax planning entails. There, there's
0: a view that in the business world, since in a recession, income is reducing, mm-hmm. you don't need to really worry about taxes because there will be little or no taxes
1: to be paid.
0: What's your comment on that?
1: Indeed, the Minister of Finance has alluded to it already that Mm -hmm. definitely they are going to have a shortfall Mm -hmm. in their revenue target. Mm-hmm. So in times of recession and difficulties as we have in this pandemic era, mm-hmm. revenue generation is not a priority of any government. Mm-hmm. As the president has often stated and others have stated worldwide and is being quoted extensively, we can we know how to bring back businesses but we don't know how to bring back lives. And so the point is that do not stress businesses to collapse. Because the idea is that if they don't survive during this pandemic, they will not exist to let their country or economy rebound. Mm -hmm. And that is why there should be easing of pressure in terms of the mobilization of revenues. So for now, the idea is that those who already owed, whose income may not have been impacted severely by the Mm COVID-19, I expect that they take opportunities and advantages provided in terms of making payment before end of June Mm -hmm. so they can take advantage of waiver of penalties. Mm -hmm. It is better that way than to wait. And after the pandemic, you may not be entitled to any waiver. Mm -hmm. Just as we had in the period of tax amnesty, there were people who were not too certain on the reach of the amnesty. And once it's over, you are faced with huge liabilities, with penalties and interest. Mm. So I think that businesses should take advantage of all the rollout of uh, incentives mm. and release by the Ghana Revenue Authority in terms of filing of returns, payment of taxes, mm-hmm. especially now they've rolled out online and you can instruct your bank to pay directly into the GRA's account from your the mm-hmm. comfort of your office or your home, I think that there are opportunities to ease the pressure on businesses.
0: This is the City Business Festival. Our on-air series is on uh, uh, this week discussing how to you not only survive but thrive during a crisis like COVID-19. And our guest this morning is helping us appreciate compliance in abnormal times and um, is the person of Dr. Abdallah Ali nacha He is the f- uh, lead consultant and founder of Ali Nacha & Associates. They are tax attorneys, they are solicitors, and they are consultants. Now, you've, you've sort of spoken about tax implications of your management decision, right? You've spoken about avoiding unnecessary penalties. You've spoken about how donations can help you claim some, some money's back. You've also talked about uh, auditing yourself and getting refunds and things. People, the, the big issue is about workforce. And because a lot of people, the number one line item is salaries. And with salaries come concomitant liabilities. They feel that one of the best ways of managing your, your, your tax is restructuring your workforce, okay. whether having more temporaries or... Con- Just w- w- walk me through, what do you, what should you think about if you are trying to use workforce management as part of your tax planning strategy?
1: As part of tax planning, as far as workforce is concerned, one area that comes up with the planning is people working from home. Now businesses will have to incur additional costs getting these employees who don't have routers at home. You need internet routers. You need internet connectivity. You may have to let the subscribe for them bundles for them to be able to communicate with you and, and business associates mm-hmm. and your clients and customers. The question is, how are you monitoring this and making sure it is not treated as a benefit to the employee for tax purposes? Because as an employee, you are liable to tax on all gains and profits arising out of employment. And gains and profits include your salary, allowances, perquisites, and other benefits. Mm -hmm. But if I am being provided all these facilities Mm -hmm. which serve the proper business purpose of the employer... The law is clear that such expenses cannot be taxed in your hands as an employee. Mm -hmm. Now we need to be very careful. If the employee also has an internet connectivity already, now there is a problem as which element is private and which element is business. Can we come out as part of the relief to determine Mm -hmm. that people working from home? Indeed, there are some people that home is home. I go to home, sit in my city, watch TV and go to sleep. So, I don't even have an office in my house. Mm -hmm. So, if I have to work from the house, what if the employer decides to provide me with furniture? Mm. A table, a desk, a laptop, or a computer, so I work from home. Mm. Is it part of my benefits? No, it is for the purpose of the business of the employer. And ideally, I should not suffer any tax on that. Mm. One other area government can look at to give relief to employees mm-hmm. is that can we look at whether there are certain benefits or allowances mm-hmm. which can be relieved of taxes yes, just to be able to get them some uh, relief under the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. We also look at the situation where there is a provision in the C Schedule Paragraph 8 of the Income Tax Act 2015, Act 896, mm-hmm. which makes provision that where you employ fresh graduates mm-hmm. in your organization, you are entitled to certain reliefs. up to one, If they form up to 1% of your workforce, you get a deduction of 10% of their total cost as Mm. employees. Mm. If they are up to 5%, between 1% and 5% of your workforce, you get 30% of their cost Mm. as a deduction. And if they form more than five percent of your workforce, Mm -hmm. you get fifty percent. So if they form more than five percent and their total salaries come up to five million, it means you can get a deduction from your income of seven point five. That is their cost plus half of their cost. Mm -hmm. And that is a relief to businesses. The good thing is that the law defines a fresh graduate, as I keep saying, to include brand new secondhand. (laughs) It doesn't matter whether the person was working before going for further studies. He's a fresh graduate. Mm-hmm. And so it is time that businesses may want to audit their f- workforce to see mm-hmm. whether there are components of these employees they never took advantage of these reliefs. Mm. And like I said, when you do a self-audit on your business, as we are in this pandemic times, it's up to businesses to do what I call a tax health check. Mm. They should get their finance officers or their consultants to do an in-house check on how they have complied with the tax law. Mm. They may have overpaid some taxes. And if it calls for the GRA to look at it as an audit, And then, if they have an overpayment, they can either claim the refund or apply to the Commissioner-General to set it off against other tax liabilities. Because Mm -hmm. you have various tax types you are facing. Employee taxes, Mm PAYE. You have corporate tax. You have VAT. If you are importing, you have import duties. You may have overpayments on one leg and you owe at another leg. And so, a self-audit would bring this out. And the reason why the self-audit is important is that mm. as taxpayers, we suffer what we call withholding tax. Mm-hmm. When the person is paying you, he takes a percentage depending on the nature of the activity. If it's goods, is supplied. When you are paying, you take 3%. If it is works, it's 5%. If it's services, 7.5%. It is an upfront payment of your tax liability. An advance payment of tax. So if you do your audit, you may realize that the tax credits that you've paid upfront exceed what your actual tax should be. Reason is that the withholding is on your gross amount. Mm -hmm. It never took into account your expenses. Mm. So if your expenses are more than your income, these withholdings would be a credit to you. Until you do that audit, you may not know. -hmm. You have even overpaid your taxes. Mm. And also, to be able to survive in this uh, COVID 19 times, when you do the audit and you realize you have tax credits, then if at the end of the quarter Mm -hmm. you are to pay, for example, 1 million, and from the audit you have tax credits amounting to 900, Mm -hmm. you only need to compile the tax credit and top it out with 100 and go and pay. If you pay all the 1 million, you are overpaying. And to get your money back, there should be an audit to confirm. And then you can get it back. So why don't you do a self audit to be able to manage Mm -hmm. your tax situation, so you don't overpay, and then you can even save that money Mm. to be able to run your business. So if you were to go and pay one million, you have tax credits of nine hundred, and you paid only hundred. Remember, you saved yourself a nine hundred that would have gone, Mm -hmm. and then you can apply that to remain in business until. We come to normal times and okay. you, you sit. L- let's so.
0: talk about what's the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion.
1: Interestingly, the two have one thing in common. Mm-hmm. And that commonality is that there are ways to reduce your tax liability. Okay. But the distinction is that one is legal, another is illegal. <laughs> Tax evasion is illegal. And as Plato said way back in 400 BC, mm-hmm. when it comes to tax payment, they just will pay more and on just less. And that is evasion. Either the person decides to understate mm-hmm. the income he has made or bloat the expenses. or mm-hmm. well, Expenses he did not incur, he says he did. Mm-hmm. Just to reduce the bottom line and pay lesser tax mm-hmm. or not pay at all. That's evasion and it's illegal with sanctions under the law. But when it comes to tax avoidance, Mm -hmm. you are arranging your tax affairs in accordance with the law. So you pay the minimum tax possible. Indeed, if it ends with you not paying any tax, all the better. And what is this arrangement? The tax law contains a lot of incentives, reliefs, concessions. Mm -hmm. And so you are only looking into it to see which of them you qualify for then mm-hmm. you take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. It will end up you paying less tax or even not paying. Because if there are incentives that you, for example, you are in the construction industry, mm-hmm. the law makes a provision that where you are partnering government mm-hmm. to put up affordable low-cost houses, mm-hmm. you have tax exemption for five years. Mm. How do you get advantage of this? Why don't you approach the Ministry of uh, Works and Housing, get the arrangement, get your certificate, and go on the construction of those houses? Mm-hmm. You have five years tax holiday. Here, you've avoided paying tax for five years. But there's no illegality. It's in accordance with the law. It also provides that manufacturing companies located in areas other than regional capitals mm-hmm. will pay you, you are in regions other than Akratema, you pay 75% of the existing tax rate. The Mm -hmm. existing tax rate is 25%. Mm -hmm. So if you are in regional capitals other than Akratema, you should be paying Mm 18.75, not 25%. -hmm. So Sunyani, Kumasi, Takuradid, all those are Akratema. And it also provides that if you are in areas other than regional capitals, then you pay 50% of the existing tax rate. Okay. So with the existing tax rate being 25%, you will pay 125 half mm. So if you have a manufacturing business, instead of being in Accra, you just move to Dodua or Dobro in some world. you are not in Greater Accra. And so you pay and a half, you Mm. have avoided payment at 25%. Mm. There is nothing illegal about that. Okay.
0: In conclusion, what are some of the things businesses, particularly small businesses, should remember about optimizing or minimizing your tax exposures in a time like this? Just give me one or two or three things I should definitely remember, particularly for the smaller size companies because they are the ones who usually struggle
1: because they don't have a full-time... What I would tell them is that they need to be conscious of getting receipts for their expenses because these deductions will all go to reduce their profit for tax purposes. For example, if they have borrowed, they will be paying interest. Interest is an allowable deduction under the tax law. Mm -hmm. If they have people they've supplied to who have been paid, it constitutes a bad debt. Mm -hmm. It can be deducted. And then for Mm self-employed, they are entitled to reliefs. Mm-hmm. which reliefs have been enhanced. Mm-hmm. Formerly, if you were married, you are entitled to a relief of 200 Ghana CDs for the whole of the year. It has been increased to 1,200. Mm-hmm. And for employees, these can be obtained and deducted from your salary monthly. And so I expect businesses to go and look at this and try to adjust their mm-hmm. payroll softwares for employees to start benefiting from these upfront reliefs. Mm-hmm. If you have children in school, you take care of them. You are now entitled to 600 per child, up to a maximum of three children. Mm-hmm. It used to be 200 If you are 50 60 years and you are earning income, self-employed, running your business, you are entitled to 1500 mm-hmm. a year as a deduction. And then also they should look at what we call capital allowances, the assets you have employed in earning income, your shop, your shelves, your computer, few assets you are using, you are entitled to a percentage of those investments as a deduction from your income before tax. And if you are using, for example, your vehicle in your business, you're entitled to a deduction, 30% of the value of the vehicle. They can look at a portion of, say, one feet, one-third being private use. But the business element, you can reduce mm. your income by that before you pay tax. So the idea is trying to make sure, if you don't know what is in the law, to make consultations. We have chartered accountants, chartered tax professional, We have lawyers who know tax and can guide you and then explain. Some people may be afraid of their charges, but the point is that if he's saving you taxes, the saving should give you enough room to get something to pay for that service. Mm. And that will be worth it. So I think that understanding what the law provides for Mm -hmm. and what is applicable to you is key. And like the oft repeated saying which comes from the good book, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. Let's seek the knowledge on tax and be able to take advantage of provisions. There are a lot of provisions and concessions in the tax It's amazing how law.
0: somebody like you can make tax sound so exciting because when I meet my finance manager, when we talk tax, he's not smiling. But at least you talk tax with smile. So at least we'll learn something from you. Thank you very much, You're most welcome. Dr. Abdal Ali Nachia. He's the main... Is a founder and principal at Ali Nachi Associates. They are tax attorneys. They are solicitors and consultants. In fact, if you, you feel you need more information or just some insight into how to manage your tax liabilities, I'm sure they'll be very happy to support you. They have a strong team and they're available. They have a great website you can also visit. So thank you, Doc, for being also on the welcome. program. I need to say that the On Air series of the City Business Festival is brought to us by APSA Bank. Stay with City FM.